You know what happens if you're not paying attention. Um, Jamie Atkinson and I are going to be running a like local celebrity poker tournament. And all of the money, it's $50 to get in, and all of the money is going to go to Poppy Girl and her one tail at a time dog rescue so that we can rescue poppies. I would rather watch grass, blades of grass grow or paint dry than to watch a poker tournament. Do you ever, do you ever go to ESPN? Chris, Eld- and- Chris, Eldridge, Chris Eldridge is right. You, you really shouldn't be the co-host of this show. You have no idea how to market something. <laughs> you have no idea how to get people interested in something. You don't sit there and go, you know, I can't think of anything Jamie- more boring than your bash. Like, why would anyone want to buy a ticket? You know, $25 is too high. Everything you say on this show discourages people from, inca- from I, getting involved with what we do. I think, I'll, I'm just, look, I'm just, I'm just being a human being and, and say, telling it the way I see it. Right, That's but all you're I'm not doing. some guy that just walked in off the street and doesn't know the history of any of the stuff we're talking about, right? Right? Right. You know we're trying to promote a poker tournament, and then you sit there and go, I can't think of any. Like, thanks for encouraging people to watch and to come, Paul. We really appreciate you being on the marketing team of the Valley Patriot. You know what I think? By the way, this is why you didn't get an award this year. Yes. Last week you actually said, as a Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, this is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention. Hey. Wow. What? It just didn't like the music. Well, I didn't like that. Hi, everybody. It's, it's, uh... Let's play this one instead. No, we can't go home. Turn on. Oh, there we go. Welcome, everybody. That was just all right. Very good. We're doing it. This is a, just a professional setup. Yeah, that's great. Today, all right, so should we just start, or do you want to start over? <laughs> it's up to you. We're already live, so we can. We're already live. Here. All right. Hi, how are you guys doing? My name's Tom. <laughs> Tom Duggan. Look, it's the middle of the summer. You guys are lucky. I'm even here. Uh, Welcome to the Paying Attention Podcast. Hiya, top two guys, Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. By the way, that clip at the beginning, I forgot. I had forgotten all about that clip. Oh. That is hilarious. I was so I was trying to impress you so much with that, I ruined the actual yeah, intro. Yeah. So and, good job, Chrissy. And when people email me and say, hey, how come Paul's not your, your co-host anymore? Go back and listen to that clip. That should give you a good idea. One of the our sponsors here on the Paying Attention Podcast, McLennan Real Estate Century 21. We are going to have... Matt McLennan back uh, probably within the next week or two to uh, talk about home prices, property values, what's going on in the Merrimack Valley in Haverhill, Methuen, Lawrence, Andover, North Andover, as he does on a regular basis. Let's see if anything's changed since the last time we spoke. Also want to thank AFC Urgent Care, Marsan and Sun Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli. I can't wait to get to Borelli's after the show today. I'm totally so hungry. Deprived. Yep. Uh, Tomo's uh, on Broadway, uh, Clear Path for Veterans New England. Wow, this list is getting longer and longer. Pleasant Valley Landscaping, and of course, the Great Alliance Technical School is now offering free classes for adults if you want to get into plumbing or HVAC, heating and, and stuff, um, carpentry, whatever, uh, oh, electronics, welding. Uh, they're offering free classes. They got a grant. So if you're, if you're, Look, thinking about maybe changing your profession, if you're thinking about getting into something else, now's the time to do it because they normally, they're pretty expensive to take those classes and they got a grant so that it's free. Um, Before I introduce my guest, I want to, um, I want to uh, at least give our, our, our heartfelt thoughts to the families of our servicemen who are in Afghanistan today. We lost, we learned right before we came on the show, four American Marines 
have lost their lives. Three are fighting for their lives in Afghanistan under Taliban control because this president decided to pull out the military before pulling out civilians and pulling out our equipment. Um, we won't talk about the politics of that t- on today's show, but uh, in subsequent shows we will. Or I may just actually go live at some point in the next couple of days from my office to talk about it because yeah. this show is really kind of booked up now through the election. Yeah. To my to my left, to your right, a uh, a hero serviceman. You're a marine. 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 I, I, and I'm sorry, he's probably hitting you harder today than than the rest of us. Um, he's also the winner of an officer Tom Duggan uh, hero police officer award. And by the way, a few few people who have received that award, not really very grateful, by the way, since since that time, have not really been very good to us. Uh, guy Guy has been very good to us, and uh, and and he I know that he appreciates it because we had a conversation the other day where he told me how much he appreciated it. He's also running for mayor of Haverhill, and. Um, you're not dropping out of the race, right? I heard you're not oh, dropping I, no, out. No, no you're not going, dropping out. Okay. Steam. All right. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself, tell people who you are, and just like a little bit about, let them get to know you a little bit and, and why you want to run from it. Like, why do you want this? You're a good looking guy. You got a beautiful girlfriend. You got a great job. You're a Haverhill police officer. You're a, you're a former Marine. You've been in the movies. You've done all kinds of things. What do you want this stuff for? Like, this is just stress and headaches. Oh, well... Um, the only reason I'm doing it, uh, I've been a police officer in Haverhill for 24 years. I worked at the Sheriff's Department for about six and a half prior to that, and prior to that, was, I was in the service. Um, I moved to Haverhill when I was back in 81, so I was about 11 years old. Um, again, lived in the whole city. I, I love the city. I think it's a great city. We got everything from downtown to uh, countrysides. And um, the reason I started, I, I decided to run was I, I see that it, it's come to kind of come to a stalemate that someone's just driving the car now every day. And, and I think Haverhill deserves a little bit more. I, I think they, I definitely know we can go forward. We can, we can do better things. Um, and I want to be that vision. Now you're running against a guy who is a, a political Titan, right? Jim Ferentini, but he's been there forever. Right? So there's, there's, there's positives and negatives in that on his end. Um, before we talk about how you would do things different or better, I'm always interested when someone runs against an incumbent, can you tell me a couple of things he's done that have, that have been good for the city? Well, he's done. I, I, I do know that um, I've been an avid voter since I was 18 years old. So I, I don't miss an election. I don't care if it's so, the color so, of a So he's been mayor your whole life then? He, well, just prior to him, <laughs> since I've been in Haverhill. But uh, he's been there quite a long time, 18 years. And uh, he's done some good. I mean, the, the city was kind of, you know, in a financial strap in the beginning. He's, he's taken care and pulled things out. Uh, as time goes on, though, I think the, the, the boat starts slowing down a little bit and someone just steering it and the, the new improvements of, of downtown and the city and taking care of, of city buildings and, and things of that nature. I, I don't see the, the urgency to, to do that anymore. And um, being a new vision, a new set of eyes to come in and, and kind of just hand off the baton and just carry on and, and move the city forward. Right. So what would you do differently? Um than, than Jim Ferentini as the current mayor, how, how would you steer it? Would you, would you continue in the same direction, just doing, doing better, or, or are there other things that you'd like to do? Well, there's other things i like to do. I, I've seen like a, a real decline in, um, in uh, youth sports. I mean, that, that's kind of diminished out. There's not a lot to do for the kids anymore. Uh, I was an assist, uh, a uh, coach volunteer for the Haverhill Youth Football for a few years uh, while I played semi-pro. And we, we, we had a, a big contingency there. Same thing with the uh, uh, 
Haverhill Bradford uh, baseball, and they were, I think, believe, fifteen hundred kids at one point. Now it's diminished down to just a few hundred. Uh, and I'm, I, I advocate for kids; they need things to do. Uh, sure. I want to move forward in that. I I want to see downtown back with the shops again and in the. The parking, which I absolutely believe is horrendous down there. It is. I, I love Haverhill downtown. Yeah. There's a couple of places that are my go-to places. I love to get my meats at Haverhill Beef, even though they're not an advertiser. Um, and we love to eat at Peddler's Daughter because of the Irish nachos. Try and find parking, though. Yep. I mean, I will drive around. And if I drive around the block three times and it's not there, I go somewhere else. Like, I'm, I'm back in Methuen. I'm back in North Andover. And I'm looking for someplace uh, else. You know, and, and I love all the restaurants. Everything we have downtown, I think, mm-hmm. is great. Even some of the little shops that have kind of survived through last year's pandemic and closing down. Um, but I just recently drove downtown. And I had just said this. Uh, we were going downtown to, to eat. And I was driving around on the block. And I drove around, I believe, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find a spot. So after that, I just... Go to the outskirts where right. I know I can park. So, what's the solution to that? Because it's so condensed. Is it when when a, when a building is sold or burns down or something, you just make that a parking lot? I know that the current mayor's solution was to build this big parking garage, which I don't think most people will ever use. Maybe they do, but I, I never use it. Uh, what's the solution? What's the solution to the parking situation downtown? Well, I think um, I mean I I believe that there's a a perfect spot that is a parking lot. Um, I I believe if we if we can find funding and, and build it up a little bit in the absolute center of downtown where everybody has access to the front side of the building or the back side of a parking deck and you're at either side of Washington Street or Wingate Street and you can see these restaurants instead of you know walking a block over um, from another parking deck that, that the city doesn't own. Um, and you can put even still uh, small stores down front if you want to, but I think we're we're, lack, we're definitely lacking that parking where it's drawing people here, mm-hmm. and to keep these small businesses in that, that these small little uh, independently owned businesses that right. that are kind of fading away. A couple of times, I actually drove up to the train station and parked at the train station, and then walked to Peddler's Daughter. Which for me, I'm not a big walker; I don't like to walk. It was like a good three four block walk for me, um, but it, but it seems like there's it's so condensed. It's it's probably going to be a perpetual problem. You know, even like even if you get in and and you try and you know increase the number of parking spots, it just seems like it's always going to be that way. Well, I, I think Haverhill. I mean, it's pretty popular. I mean, a lot of people that I know come to Haverhill. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, as you mentioned, the uh, the Peddler's Daughter, and then we get G's and um, uh, a couple other great places. Hans Guide. I mean, a lot of really good restaurants downtown. Keon's. Um, and if I left anybody out, I apologize for it. But uh, a lot of great places and. I think that if they see that there's more parking, it'll probably bring more people. Right. Uh, but on top of that, um, to, to park up that and walk that far, I mean, that's we've I've done it before. I can't say I haven't done it. I've parked right. pretty far away. Um, but the building downtown and, and, and having them put apartments in and, and no parking spots right. is a that's that's a tough one. And they can say that they've you know they're 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 giving permits for these certain spots or, or permits in another garage. It doesn't mean that everybody doesn't want to park out front of your house. Sure. Because uh, I would. Right. Like, um, who, who wants to go to Market Basket and then park in the garage and have to walk half a block with all your groceries and make me maybe five or six trips? Right. And you know, when you can just, when there's a parking spot out front, which right. could take away from a patron, right. but you park there and you're there all night, you done load your groceries and you don't move. Right. So now, as a Haverhill police officer, kind of puts you in a, in a, in a, in a weird position, right? Because you're working for the chief and you're working for the mayor. Um, the previous mayor seemed – he was on the show right after he left or right after he announced that he was leaving. Um, seemed to indicate that the, the current mayor was micromanaging the department, that th- there were certain things he was not 
able to get done because of the mayor. Um, will you give the police department free reign um, as a, as a police officer? As a hopefully, then you'll be a, will you be a former police officer, right? Because if you get the job, you'll have to leave the department. Uh, yeah, I have to, I'd have to take a two year leave, right? So will you? But will you be hands on with the police department, or will you say to the new chief, who by the way I think is a great guy? I've met him a few times. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it's it, uh, Pistone, Bob chief Pistone. Pistone. Yeah, Chief Pistone. Um, he's a great guy. Yeah, and very even keeled too. I like that. Yes. It's very hard to excite that guy. Um, will you let him run his own department, or will you be in there all the time, you know, tweaking things? Well, to even not even to just narrow it down to the police, but um, it, as a good use the term, uh, the mayor is a manager. It, it's the people that are below you that run. So any department head that you hire, I mean, I would not want to micromanage them if you hire somebody for a certain job to to head that department. That's the person that's going to answer to you, but they should have the free reign or somewhat free reign to run that department mm-hmm. within what you what what the mayor would want them to, um, and that that's I think what a good manager would be is the I like to consider it break it down as assistant managers or your department mm-hmm. heads, they're they're running their business as long as everything's running top notch, I, I don't see a problem with it. So whether it be the chief, um, the highway department director. Um, water, wastewater, it, it doesn't matter. Whoever's in charge should be running that, running their business and running it to the best of the ability for the people. Now, you're going to be chairman of the school committee, right? The mayor's chairman of the school committee yes, in Haverhill. And the, the big controversy all over the country, doesn't matter what community you go to, mask mandates, vaccine mandates. Um, we know that, the, that our good friend, uh, Jeff Riley, who's head of the Department of Ed now, he used to be the receiver in Lawrence, uh, has just pushed through a, a mask mandate as mayor, do you support these kind of measures? Do you support these kind of, I don't want to say fascist because it turns people off, but do you, do you support these authoritarian measures coming up from on high, which is like a one-size-fits-all uh, one, one solution for everybody? Yeah. So my position on the mask mandate is, first of all, I use the term mandate. Um, I think it's a strong word to say that you're forcing somebody to do something against their will if they don't want to. Uh, we live in a country which we're very, very, very lucky to be as free as we are. I don't believe that we should be forcing anybody. Uh, for health reasons-wise, if, if somebody wants to wear a mask on both sides, I don't think that anybody should shame them if they want to. Right, but on the that. other side, I don't believe that people that don't want to wear them should shame the people wearing them. Right. So I, I play as what, what, do you, what is safe and healthy for you, and if... If the office of mayor has control in the city to make that type of decision, I, I would make it on the, you know, everybody on the city of who, where the, where the strongest side would be and make a decision whether it be yes, a yes you do or you no you don't. If it comes from the top down and it's a, I would have to say they'd have to write it into law to make it a law because I don't think you can force anybody to do it. Right. Um, that, that, that would be a different story. But if there's a control there that, that you have a say in it, I don't agree with the mandate part of it. If you want to wear one, you can wear one. What do you think about the quality of education that kids in the Methuen schools are getting today? It seems to me that they know all about transgender bathrooms, abortion, and global warming, but they have no idea what the Constitution is. They can't add, you know, they can't add in, their, in their head. You know, you, you pull up to Taco Bell and, and the, your bill is $10.25. You hand them a 20 Then you find a quarter and you hand it to them, but they've already rung it in. They have no idea what to give you. Oh, yeah. Well, that's been happening for a long time, though. Uh, and I say the same thing. I, I don't even know what happened in, in schools now where the, the history books have om, almost been washed and it's something new. Yeah. Um, and well, it's I, not history anymore. It's, it's social studies. Right. It's, it's, 
it's history from the perspective of left wingers who hate this country. I mean, yeah. this is critical race theory stuff is ridiculous. I mean, that my opinion. I'm not running for anything. Uh, yeah, I, well, you know what? And I can honestly come out and say it. I don't. I don't even agree with that. I mean, being a former serviceman, we, you know, nobody. We we didn't look at anybody for their their race, creed, color, your skin, anything, religion, backgrounds. We looked at a person as a person. Oh, you don't agree with critical race theory? I don't agree okay. with it. No, I don't agree with that. Good. I don't think Good. we should be teaching our children that to, to look at people. Because of what they look like, mm-hmm. and I'll just use it—you know—leave that as a basic thing. I, I don't. So would in you? That. Sp- would, so would you spearhead a policy? Because I said on a school committee, it was like one of the few things that I think has given me a, a leg up on doing the job that I do now. Seeing how the sausage gets made, would you make a policy to make sure that that's not being taught in the schools? Because it's outright racism. Whether it's racism against black people, racism against white people, it's all racism. Yeah, I, I mean. If if that's if that's something again that's within the control of the city to make that decision, I, I would I would make a policy that I don't I don't believe in it. But then again, you'd have to consult the experts and and see what they have to say. Because I have no problem listening to both sides. Mm-hmm. I know where I stand, um, but listening to both sides and, and seeing where that goes. But it, it's just teaching our children, uh, and I know now uh, a little bit uh, about about the teachers and what they do and and. They work a lot harder than I ever imagined, only because of who I know now. Um, so I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it, I think it fogs them wearing, you know, uh, like the kids wearing masks, I, all that stuff. You know, it, it's wrong direction, wrong teaching, wrong direction. One of the biggest complaints that I get in my office because I'm a First Amendment advocate um, comes from people in Methuen who complain that they go on the current mayor's website, his, his Facebook page or his Twitter page will say something that they disagree with him on or they'll call him out on something that he did that they don't like. And instead of engaging with them, he will just ban them from his page. Now, Dan Rivera and Lawrence did that an awful lot. I know the current mayor of Haverhill's doing that. I don't think I don't think the mayor of Methuen's doing that. I know he did it with one person that I know, but I don't think it's like a, a regular thing for him. Um, if you get in, will you be more transparent? Will you allow people to come on your social media pages and call you out when they think you're, that you're wrong or disagree with you publicly and have maybe a back and forth with people uh, on social media rather than just banning them outright? Well, I, um, so two things on that. Uh, first of all, I, I, I've, I, have, I have my social media page for my campaign and my committee. Anything that's been put on there so far, that whether it be negative or not, it's not gone. Anybody can look it up. They can, it, we don't delete anything. We, we don't take it off. Um, I do believe in you know, freedom of speech. There's a point, but personal attacks a little bit different, but I right. left them. And I left them for a reason. I don't, I'm not going to um, engage on social media in a, in a back and forth battle against something someone said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't believe social media really is the place for me to go on and say how I feel and have a back and forth battle on social media. Right. It, it's, to me, it's kind of childish. I, mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit more respect for myself. And, and not to get into something like that with somebody. If they want to talk about it, if no problem. If being in office and they want to come in and scream and holler, that's fine. If if they want to express their opinion, we'll, we'll come up. Yeah, I have, people on, I have people on my Facebook page on a daily basis come on and call me all kinds of names. I'm a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, whatever they want to cry about. Um, I always leave it there. I always leave it there because it's free speech. And, and there are a lot of people who follow me, who watch this show, who read the Valley Page, who hate my guts. But they, but they also happen to like what I do. They either like the in, the guests that I have on, or they, they they maybe they like the 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 pet columns that we have in the paper. Mm-hmm. So they're still, even though they don't like me, they're still consuming the product that I'm putting out. So when they don't like me, 
when they come on social media, when they attack me, I leave it there because half the audience probably agrees with them. So <laughs> let, it, let it stay, right? Well, every, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Right. That's the way I look. Right. And if you're, you know, like I always say, if you really want to get to know me and or you, come see me and, and we, can, we can talk about it and get to know me, not right. know me for what I am. On a social media I always page. say deal with the person directly. If you go to the person directly, if you, I say this to Methuen Consoles all the time. You have a problem with me? Call me, talk to me, we'll have a coffee, we'll work it out. But if you're going to shoot at me from outside my universe, like, you know, social media, whatever, that's never going to end well. It's never, it's never yeah. going to get anything resolved ever. Uh, it's, it's just, a, it'll, it'll just keep going on. It's right. a back and forth the whole right. time. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't engage in that. So the, the, the Haverhill budget. Talk. I, I know that you're not in office yet. I know you don't know the you know the intricate details of how the budget is, is has been run. Um, but there's got to be some things in the budget that you think are expenses that may be not quite a priority for the town, and maybe that there are things that should be a priority that that you'd add into the budget. Are, are there is there anything budget wise that you'd be looking to change if you were to win come January? Well, um, so looking at the budget myself, and again, I, I learn every day on the budget. I mean, I, I look at it myself and we go over it. Um, there's a couple of things in there that do I believe that the city needs to be spending as much money on as they do. Mm-hmm. I really don't know until I look deeper into that that line item of whatever they're buying or paying for. Uh, I do know that the that we that the city does have money, and it has money to fix, as, uh, as I had mentioned um, earlier uh, about... If something's broken, it doesn't matter. You got to fix it right, right away. I mean, if the roof is leaking in a school, you know, don't patch it up. Fix it because if it was your house, you'd have that fixed, and you'd find the funds to do it without breaking yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think this, the city of Haverhill does have that. We have an issue with the, the animal shelter right now. It's it's we need a new animal shelter in there, uh, replacing it with trailers and or um, it's pretty much contemned to humans. The the control officer can only go in there to care for the animals which is our home pets, but they're putting them inside there in cages, yet the, it's still exposed to wildlife being able to get through with all the rotting and cracks around the edge of the building. Um, City of Haverhill has the money, or they should find the money. That's our, our animals. We have you know, 65, 70,000 people, 34 square miles in Haverhill. We have a lot of animals that get loose, and they, if they're lucky enough to get you know, caught by the animal control and keep them safe. That's where we all want our animals to go is to be safe. What do you think about the city's responsibility for infrastructure and how that's been handled over the last 10 years as far as, <clears throat> excuse me, DPW, you know, 100-year-old pipes under the ground. Um, we, we did a big story about the police station. I don't know if, if, if you followed that mm-hmm. uh, five or six years ago with, uh, with Chief Denaro, where you had mold in every single office, you had leaky roofs. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, would, what, what would be your plan for moving forward for infrastructure for Haverhill? So um, I'd obviously con- consult with, with the, the um, specialists that are doing it. Um, but I do see just being a police officer and being on the street and seeing, hey, they, they've done a lot of uh, water pipes, drain pipes, uh, replacement of the old system. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it should have been going along as, as it goes and. This year and last year was like a big push to have a lot of it done. And it's, it's expensive, which is going to fall back to the expense of the people, or the, the taxpayers, um, when they'll, and they'll notice it. Um, but it should have been going around a long time, and, and it should still continue uh, with the infrastructure. And with our new building and, and having new – there's, there's a, a whole bunch of new projects to be put up, um, a whole bunch of projects to be put up. And – Haverhill itself and the infrastructure, which I like to consider public safety, school system, DPW, everything, uh, water, wastewater, 
we can't keep up with what we have now to add another 5,000 people to to our population is is just going to weigh it down even more. So you think Haverhill's overdeveloped? I know North Andover certainly is. I I personally believe, and this yeah. is my personal belief, I think it's overdeveloped too much right now that we're playing catch up. Now, I mean, the schools are all jam packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's. You know, I know Hunkin School is it's jammed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, where are you going to put the students, or, or are you going to overwhelm the teachers with bigger classrooms? I, I I'm not quite sure what the what the solution to that is. How do you increase the quality of education that kids are getting in the Haverhill schools? As I said, they all know about abortion, but you ask them questions about real life stuff and they really don't seem to know. And you know, the excuse that I get from other people is, well, you know, it's a tough community. A lot of kids come from poor neighborhoods. There's a lot of violence in the neighborhoods. It's a second language issue. But the schools have no problem teaching those exact same kids how to you know, understanding global warming. And, the, and you, could t- you could talk to any kid that graduated or that's in Haverhill High School, and they can have a good, really solid, substantive one-hour debate with you about global warming and know what they're talking about. But they don't know what the first thing about the Constitution. How do you, as mayor, increase the quality of the education to make sure kids are actually learning science and the Constitution and English and math? So I... Um in my in my platform that I have broke down, I, I would I would want to, you know, uh, help help the educate our our teachers, our our administrators there, and give them the best the best knowledge we can give them, so they can break it down to the children, so they can get the best educations that they can get. Um, I, I I'm not saying that they're not getting that, uh, uh, but I would like to see uh, the school department implement so higher quality training for the teachers so they we can get out of this the, the rut that they're in with this the, the different trainings and they should things that basic life things i'm not saying that you know there's a global warming problem or not uh disagreeing or agreeing with it i'm just saying more of like you said the social studies or the mm-hmm. history and the, the math the english right I, I've, it's all fallen off see I, as you I, said. I would have no problem with the schools teaching kids about global warming even though i don't really think it's real but okay whatever right but i would have no problem with the schools doing that if they were doing everything else right correct like if the if the if the average kid graduating from haverhill high school could get themselves into a four-year college whether they go or not but if they could get in or they could get a good job, and they knew the basics, and, and the teachers wanted to teach that kind of stuff, I'd be okay with it. But since they're not, it's kind of like, you got one job. Like, do that first, and then talk about all the other stuff. Right. And I, I do know the teachers from what, and I, I know this firsthand, that, that what they're... They, Are you a teacher? Is that why he looked teacher, at you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's a teacher. Forget man. everything I just said then. So, <laughs> I might catch it later. Uh but um, May. What do you mean yeah. May? She's already sharpening her nails. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but again, knowing some inside stuff, it's it's um, they're they're overworked. They they work. I, I never knew it. I thought a teacher went in at seven a.m. was done at three. That's it. Wash my hands. I go home. They have vacations all summer long. Right. And that's not how it works. Right. It, it's not even not even close. And if anybody even thought that, then you're you're, you're crazy. It's it's all the time the prep work the everything that goes into it and to add more to what they're trying to teach and subtract maybe some real life stuff that you need i mean again i agree with you too i'm not saying global warming is true or not it's but it's nice it has something to do with the environment they're probably they're learning something right um but yeah you can't subtract the the mathematics out of it or right. or your your grammar out of it or cut back on that so you can add this i, I don't i don't agree not to stay that. on this subject too long but one of the things that really has always bothered me since i sat on a school committee is when i was in high school even if you were in an english class if you were in science class and you wrote a report 
and you misspelled a word, you still got t- you still get a point taken off for that, right? Oh, yeah. Because all the teachers were on board with you being able to write better. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a good writer. I, I think I'm a good writer, right? <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why going into the writing field, I, I do as well as I do. Because no matter what class I was in, whether it was psychology, whether it was science, if, if, you, if your grammar wasn't right, they took a point off, even though your science you know, calculations were correct. And today, it doesn't seem like any of that is going on. It seems like if kids are misspelling things, I remember my kids even in North Andover were coming home, you know, they'd show me their science report and I'd be like, there's misspellings all over this. How'd you get an A? Like, uh, you got periods in the wrong place. How did you get an A? This is at least a B plus, maybe B minus paper. And the, and the schools aren't doing it anywhere. I, you know, and I, I, um, I can't say that that doesn't happen on my, from what I see, but right. needless to say, I know it's probably getting corrected that yeah. way. Oh, I'm sorry. We're still on that. Okay. Yeah. Know, let's just change the subject. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's get off Haver. Do you mind if I get off Haver for a second and yeah, just sure. ask you yeah, some? Yeah. So um, I'm not a big fan of Seth Moulton. Uh, your congressman, my congressman, right? He's, he's in Haverhill too. Isn't he a congressman? Um, I don't. Do you have Trahanna? Do you have, uh, okay, you do. So I, I have Seth Moulton. So um, I'm not a big fan of Seth Moulton. I'm an ultra conservative. He's an ultra liberal. I don't agree with him on any of his issues. However, he, he did something heroic this week. And I think it's incumbent on people like me who don't agree with him on most things and are usually beating him up on issues to come out and say when people like that are doing something right. Mm-hmm. He has called out his own president of his own party because of the, the method of withdrawal in Iraq being the disaster that it is. And then he flew over to Afghanistan with another congressman, a Republican congressman, to see for himself what was going on on the ground so that he could make better decisions in the Congress. And he called out his own party. He called out his own president. As a former Marine, as somebody who was probably being hit by this stuff a lot harder than the rest of us when you see four guys dead, three guys wounded just today, and you know it's going to get worse, um, what are your thoughts about all of this? Um, I was just actually listening on the news about about them flying over there, and they're actually they're holding them to be the bad guys right. for flying over there and right. not telling anybody. Only because he's um, criticizing the president. If he wasn't criticizing the president, they would have thought what he did was fine. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, that that's that's probably why. Yeah. Um, I I just I I don't think it. Uh, personally, I'm not there. I, I wasn't making the decisions, but I think a better decision decision could have been made. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't. I, I don't ever have known I never never even my own thoughts that they would just drop everything leave and right. and just call it a day like I've never it's, seen a conflict in my life I mean I've studied all the way back to like the Spanish American War you never pull out the military before you get out the civilians yeah, like the whole purpose of the military being there is to protect the civilians that are there right and I they, they should have I think it could have been done a different way but you know, again, that's on a, a federal level way over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with the way they did it. I don't think there's a lot of people that agree with that either. You don't, yeah. you can't leave, you don't leave anybody behind. You, yeah. you shouldn't. It, it doesn't matter civilian or not. Civilians helped us, or the civilians were there taking care of the military, mm-hmm. um, or even the uh, translators that are there. They helped us. So you gotta, you gotta do something with them and get them out right. of harm's way first. Right. I, I, I have to say, I'm so impressed with Seth Moulton. That um, because because I am the guy that's usually beating him up, I sent an email and I also posted on Facebook how proud I am that he's my congressman today. And again, all my right wing friends, because I'm a right winger, but all my right wing friends are like, he's a worm, he's for abortion, he's yeah, but you know what? He's do this is he's a he's a former serviceman himself, he's a hero himself, and he stood up for his troops and and American civilians above his party. I can't remember the last time I saw that, at least on the Democrat side. We know Romney does it on the right, but I've never seen it on the Democrat side. Yeah, I, I, that was that was definitely um, 
De- definitely a different look. And, yeah. And you, I, something you never expect, but I, yeah. yeah, he's definitely, he did the right thing. So you're, I'm glad. you're, you're running for uh, mayor. Of, if you're just joining us, we're with uh, Guy Cooper. He's running for mayor of Haverhill. He's a hero Marine, former Marine. He's a hero police officer on top of all that. He's also been in pro or semi-pro football. He's also been in the movies. Uh, you were in Ted 2? Uh, I did a little background in Ted 2. Yeah. The most recent stuff I did now was yeah. um, Honest Thief, uh, Liam Neeson movie. Uh, one just prior to that. That was a, that was probably one of my, my better of scenes. Um, and I did um, Father of the Year mm-hmm. um, with David Spade on yep. uh, Netflix. And I had a pretty unique, uh, without going too deep into it, I had a very unique uh, role in that, which was pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, so how is how is all this going to help you be a better mayor? Because we all know that most politicians are actors, right? Most of them are liars. They just go out and they read their script, whether they believe it or not. Um, and you're now getting it at the bottom level, at the local level. How is all of that training going to help you become a better mayor? You know, I'll, I'll say this, and, and I got to be honest. Um, as my lovely girlfriend down there has seen me stress out to try to write my own stuff. I don't want. I really don't want somebody writing what I feel mm-hmm. and, and I go through constantly throwing things off her and, and how do I, how should I write this? How I got to I want to come in from me. I right. don't want to come in from someone. So it's, it's the honesty. This is how I feel. This is how I am. Um, I think through the acting and, you know, even being the police officer. Um, and then when I was, you know, going to college, I took a lot of public speaking and I like that. I like talking to the public. I think it's a little bit easier. Um, and, and to be honest, uh, that's just who I am. I'm an honest guy. I, mm-hmm. I, I have a very hard time. I, I really, to lie, you got to lie once and you got to carry that lie so long that you don't even know where you lied anymore. Right. So, But in just, politics, it doesn't seem to matter. It seems like we get lied to so much by our elected officials that nobody ever gets held accountable. I mean, look at all the lies mm-hmm. that our president has told just this week. On Monday, it was, we have, no, we, it's a completely, impo- Monday they came out and said, it's completely impossible to know how many Americans there are in Afghanistan. On Wednesday, it was, we have 1,500 Americans in Afghanistan. I'm like, wait a minute. How did, how did you go from it's completely impossible to know to, hey, we got an exact count? Right. Oh, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's, and I can see everybody. I mean, I do the same thing. I, I, you hear someone talking, you're like, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> right. I do believe you, if, if, you know, people should be held accountable. If, if they lie, they get caught in that lie as, you know, as being a politician, mm-hmm. you should be held accountable. I mean, I'm not saying everybody needs to get locked up and go to jail, but- you should be held accountable for it. At least, you know, the calling them out isn't enough. That hold them accountable. You right. you have to, you know, you got to have to pay some sort of a price. Whether you did something wrong, uh, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I I do believe that. Yeah. One of the most important parts of being mayor, and I think we talked about this off the air. One of the most important parts of being mayor or any elected official is outreach to the community, taking calls from reporters that you might not like. Um, taking calls from residents that you might not like or might not like you. Um, do you have any kind of a plan for community outreach if you win? Because you'll be a new guy, right? So everybody like everybody knows who Jim Ferentini is, whether they, they like him or they don't. And we know the lack of transparency there. Um, if you get in, will you be different in that respect? Will you be having community meetings with people? Will you be uh, reaching out to people that maybe didn't campaign for you? Uh, will you be taking phone calls from reporters that maybe you don't like or don't like you? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, that's part of being transparent. Whether I'm not out for, I'm not out for personality. I mean, I'm not, I'm not voting for you for your because your personality. If you're who you are, but to be transparent, you got to talk to these people, mm-hmm. and I don't have a problem doing it. I, I, 
I don't dislike anybody that I'm like, I'm not going to talk to him and just blow him off every day. No, I, I wouldn't do that. And, and same thing with the people. I mean, I've had a couple of, of questions that came through and I've answered them and they didn't like my qu- answers. So they come back harshly. Right. Well, that, that's the answer. That's my answer. Right. If you don't like the answer, I'm, I'm sorry. That's usually when I just pick up the but, phone and say, why are we doing this on Facebook? You want to talk to me? Talk to me. That's the easiest way to right. do it. But a lot of mayors aren't like that. A lot of mayors talk about transparency. But then we'll take a phone call from a reporter that they think maybe wrote something they didn't like or was critical of them or whatever. So um, it seems to me whenever someone talks about integrity or, or transparency a lot, usually they're the least transparent, <laughs> the least yeah. people with the least integrity. I'd have to say, though, running for political office, I, there's nothing private anymore. Right. You know, not, not anymore. It's all out there. So, right. And I, I got nothing. I, I don't Do you have any new ideas? Do you have any new ideas that you want to bring to Haverhill that um, maybe you haven't talked about? At least on this show that you haven't talked about, we got um, about six minutes left. Yeah. So the one one cool thing, um, um, my girlfriend here is in a band. Um, if I can give them a plug. Yeah. What's the name of the band? The Off Ramps. All right. Yeah. So you got to come see them. They're great. Country. Send me, email me your schedule, and I'll put it in the paper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. So yeah. So she's in there, and and I promise I won't um, hit on her. That the, <laughs> you won't have to. She'll take care of herself. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. She looks pretty tough. Um, but you know, we she's done some outdoor concerts, and what's really cool is it brings so many people together. I know we have um, GAR Park in Haverhill with with a hat shell. Uh, it needs some work, but I'd like to see a nice um, type of amphitheater type of thing, something that people can get out and do community wise, mm-hmm. and 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 come in and just watch them play. You know, or or um, same thing with you know our parks and recreations where you know the kids' sports. I've seen them them die out that. There's not too many people involved. Uh, you know, we're losing Skateland, uh, where the kids go. Um, I'd like to see a lot more of the kids' activities. I know there's a lot of families out there that do it and cart them around, but more more to do to bring people back in. I know we have a, a lot of great um, community um, um, people that uh, team Haverhill. I don't want to leave anybody out that throw events in Haverhill, and it, I, I think it's great, and I'd love to see that go more and more and more. You seem very focused yeah. on the entertainment aspect of Haver, whether it's downtown, whether it's what you just talked about, about maybe having concerts. And those are great things for a community because those are the kinds of things that bring people like me into your community, even just for the day. And while we're there, we're buying hot dogs at the local hot dog stand. Yep. We're stopping for milk on our way home, which helps the Haverhill economy. Um, do you have like a master plan? Do you have something that like you're going to put forward or you're going to put together like a master plan for? And I've never heard of a master plan for entertainment. Maybe we could start something new today. Yeah. Well, entertainment, chill, you know, things for kids. But uh, I, I work on it every day, like something new. I don't really have a, a full write-up of what my master – I know I want to work on parking for sure. I want to work on the sidewalks down. I think our downtown is beautiful with the buildings, and I want to bring back those, those small buildings. I remember riding my bike from Riverside – up to um, the clip joint to get a haircut from Biff, God rest him. <laughs> and and I would ride through town, and I we had all little shops all the way up, little stores, little shop. I bought a pair of gloves when I was younger and a hat when it was in the winter time. They, they kind of diminished away, and they're not there anymore. I'd love to see that in the in the quote downtown where where we can we can you know flourish with Haverhill. Do you have? Uh, we've got about three minutes left. Do you have a fundraiser coming up uh, that you want to promote? How do people get in touch with you? How do they donate to your campaign? How do they volunteer for your campaign if they want to? So there's some tough questions there. Um, me being a public <laughs> That was employee, my easy question. That's, if- a, that's a tough one for me. So being a public employee, um, I am I'm bylaw uh, OCPF. I can't ask for donations. I can't have a fundraiser. I can't say it. Um, we will be having a get-together 
um, very soon, and I will publish it on my uh, Facebook page, okay. either the uh, Committee to Elect Guy Cooper, or um, it'll also be on my webpage, guyformair.com. Uh, but we're going to put something together and uh, very, very soon. Um, and if people want to want to help out on my guyformair.com, you can go down to get involved. It says get involved, but it's more volunteering. If you want to hold signs, if you uh, uh, want to host a yard sign in the yard, you, you want a bumper sticker, you fill out that form. That way we can look at it. And I pretty much personally have been dropping everything off myself. One of the biggest problems with local elections is people don't know when they are, right? Um, I bump into people all the time two weeks after an election. They say, hey, when's that Perry election? When's that Rivera election coming up? And I'm like, yeah, it was two weeks ago. So can you remind people when election day is? So it's running into a primary. So we're gonna, September 14th will be an election for the mayor. So September 14th. Uh, make sure everybody gets out. And the only thing I can ask for is uh, your support and your vote. Two minutes left. Is there anything you wanted to touch on that we didn't talk about that we didn't bring up? Um, no, I think I think we pretty much hit it. Right? Oh, I did a good job. Uh, yeah. I, All right, I think I did. I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, listen, Guy Cooper, you can roll that up. Chrissy. Guy Cooper, we appreciate your... Uh, you coming on the show. Will you promise to come back? And I don't want like a Neil Perry kind of answer. I don't want like yes. And then later on, it's, well, I only said it was going to be for a year. I only, I only said this. Like, if, will you promise to come back? I'll, I'll come back and, and I'm sure it'll be after that. And I'll have, some, uh, I'll have some new ideas and maybe be on to new different things too. I will try to sponsor a debate if you win the primary. I'll try and sponsor a debate. I'm pretty sure Jim Frentini won't show, which means it'll be a free hour for you. Oh, good. Huh. All right. Freeze well, for me, right? I want to thank our sponsors, the Greater Lawrence Technical School. They're offering free classes for adults right now to get into the trades if you want to change. McLennan Real Estate, Century 21 in Methuen on Broadway. Give Matt, Sam, Janet, or, uh, or, Sam, or Janet a call uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a home. AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams will be back. Marsan and Sun Constructions, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going right after the show. Tomo's Happy Crab, Clear Path for Veterans New England, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, and also next week, Joyce Campignon. She's running for Methuen City Council. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.